0: On the newsline with us now, Samantha Pearson is here Executive Director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods, Elm Street Manager, and Walk It, Bike It coordinator. She's been keeping us very up-to-date about all of the nuances and details that relate to, to compliance with various guidelines and rules and recommendations, and has even talked about some common sense, which we were all learning uh, turned out to be not as quite as common as, as maybe we thought. So, Samantha, thank you so much for checking in. Very glad to hear from you again. Good morning.
1: Good to talk to you, Mark.
0: Uh, the governor is uh, strengthening the masking order that was in Pennsylvania. Tell us what's really in the revision that we heard about yesterday.
1: Sure. Um,
0: it's, uh, it's mostly, uh,
1: you know, a, a one step further than it was before. The previous order had really focused on worker safety and businesses, um, you know, requiring <clears throat> people to wear masks in businesses. And the, the new one still requires that, but it puts it more on the individual and says it's not only when you're a customer and you enter a business, but that you also need to uh, you know, consider your, inability, your ability or inability to socially distance in, anytime you're outside your house. So you're, there's still um, exceptions, and there are still like, places where you don't have to wear a mask outdoors like if you can go for a run and maintain adequate distance and you don't have to wear a mask. But it does now uh you know say if you're going to be outside your house and you can't distance if you're going to be you know on public transit or in a taxi or waiting for those things you should you should wear a mask. Uh any indoor location could be doesn't have to be a business, right? There are other indoor locations. Um that that uh People are generally permitted to, like, public buildings and things like that. You need to wear a mask. It just, um, again, sort of shifts the, the uh, obligation onto the individual a little bit more rather than focusing on the businesses themselves.
0: And is there enforcement associated with this?
1: It is still basically the same um, condition for enforcement, which is this really shouldn't need to be enforced uh, because – this is so essential to our health and to the viability of our continuing to keep our economy open and reopening, it's kind of um, stupefying that we would have to argue about it. So um, we do know that in our area, if anyone has read the comments, that that's not going to necessarily go so well here. But, you know, the reality is that Nationally, people are really getting on board with this. Um, Prominent Republican leaders, including Vice President Pence, are very much pushing this. Mitch McConnell is pushing wearing masks. Uh, You know, people are really starting to see that this is critical to um, our economic viability. I mean, we have, uh, you know, economic analyses that say that universal mask wearing can save us like $5 billion because of not having to close our businesses again. So uh, it's really, it's on us at this point. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out locally.
0: There are lots of folks who would post that you shouldn't breathe any extra carbon dioxide, which the mask would, you know, might slightly increase the amount of carbon dioxide that you re-inhale or that uh, it, you know, they get moist and they're so they're, you know, they become a hotbed for something else. What's so, your reaction when you hear that kind of observation?
1: Um, so I can I can understand some, you know, honest concern and confusion. Um, I think there's also a lot of people fomenting confusion, which I, I'm not as thrilled with. Uh, if you really want the answers to those questions, they are amply available, and the answers are that If you really have a medical issue, you don't have to wear the mask, although that doesn't mean you should waltz around everywhere without distancing. It means you you wouldn't wear the mask. You would consider yourself in a category that needs to avail themselves of contact-free options, whether it's staying home or curbside pickup or, you know, things like that, where you are avoiding the mask and avoiding the situations where you would need the mask. Um, There's a couple other exceptions. Uh, People are too infirm, can't you know handle or take off the mask themselves children under 2 and people whose jobs would not be safe uh for them to conduct while they're wearing a mask even that is a little confusing i've had people you know saying can't possibly drive while wearing a mask and that is not true <laughs> so it is if someone seriously has a problem and thinks they're going to they're going to pass out then they shouldn't drive right i mean if they have to be in a car with other people who are not in their household for example um you know if you're driving by yourself sure you can drive without a mask obviously you're distanced but there are situations where someone might have to be in a car with another person and that uh who's not in their household and that would be a prime example of everyone needing to wear masks um so the the answers to those questions are sort of amply available. There are there's all these uh, physicians out there who are, you know, like taking pictures of themselves doing little experiments like, I've been wearing my mask for five hours. Here I am with pulse oximeter and, you know, and measuring my oxygen content. There's other guys who measured their CO2, um, you know, um, and they're like, this is really not a problem, people. So, again, if someone feels that they personally have a problem, they should react to that in a rational um, sort of infection-aware way. I have a friend who said, when it's hot, I can't go outside with the mask. I'm going to be basically, you know, restricted because of this. But he's also like, so I'm just telling my friends I'm not, you know, I can't do these things, I can't, I'm not going to be able to hang out in your backyard distanced if it's over 75 degrees, I'm just going to you know, be home and, and do the Zoom thing. And I was like, that is so reasonable and rational, and why can't other people, like, <laughs> make that leap? I don't know.
0: People put their foot down and accidentally do the right thing. Uh, DCED is reminding businesses of these mitigation measures, so businesses will hear from DCED if they haven't already?
1: Um, DCED reminded everyone, uh, all businesses, well, they they are putting out, reminders of the business uh, regulations from a week ago and directing people, uh, you know, including uh, customers, to realize that you can, if you have an issue you can, with a business not, uh, you know, having their employees or customers wear masks, you can put in a complaint with the Department of Health. And if the Department of Health gets multiple complaints about a given business, the the intention is that they will follow up Anyone who puts in a complaint won't necessarily get any feedback themselves. Um, And, you know, uh, it's not – and, you know, again, in our area, we know that there's a huge number of places that really are not bothering with this. On the one hand, they're not bothering because people are so angry about it here. And so that's why we're really trying to shift this towards the individual and trying to make people see how they can really take responsibility and – understand their role in helping to keep our businesses open going forward, that we really need all of us working on this together. You know, I mean, uh, I think we talked uh, before about the interview I did with uh, Bob Garrett from the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce and how, you know, as we were going, you know, green, he was really already, and he and the Chamber have been very good on this from the very beginning that, you know, Masks are going to be a critical part of this, and we need to. Keep, we're going to need to keep this up. It's not, you know, going green is not a magical off switch. We we, we now have to actually, to be honest, be even more vigilant.
0: Lewisburg's taken some steps uh, to uh, uh, allow and enable individuals to enjoy more of the restaurants in the downtown and to just enjoy the downtown more. Uh, Tell us who initiated that. We only have two minutes left in this segment, but who initiated that and what's the result? And then we'll explore it further at 740.
1: Sure. So the Lewisburg Downtown Partnership Design Committee, which actually I'm on as well as Kim Wheeler, who's the Special Projects Coordinator for the borough, uh, started developing this proposal. We want to be safe and, you know, uh, sort of COVID aware And make it easier and more pleasant for people to come downtown get some get a bite to eat stay downtown visit the stores while managing to distance so we set up outdoor dining basically our open air initiative Um, and you can see it uh, in a couple places in town and uh, there's signage up and it also has some uh, open container ordinance implications
0: so 6th Street if I have the right street near Bull Run Inn yes. is where the one that uh, I did see that. So the yes. streets blocked off and tables are set up, correct?
1: Yes. And then we also have some tables in the pocket park on North Third Street.
0: Okay, so I I I don't can't envision that, but we can describe it in greater detail at seven forty. Okay, before we go, a few seconds left. How do I get more information on any and all of this?
1: Uh, you can go to lewisburgneighborhoods.org. We have a lot of information about COVID-19, uh, masks, uh, everything you want to know about masks. Uh, or if you have a question, a specific question, you can find us on social media.
0: All right. Uh, thank you so much, Samantha Pearson, uh, Lew- Lew- lewisburgneighborhoods.org and uh, Lewisburg Neighborhood. Executive Director, Elm Street Manager, Walk up Bike Coordinator. We'll talk again at 7:40. We'll dig farther into this. We'll talk about the safe and fun guide to eating out with your buddies. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a thing? Is that real? Is that a piece of paper? No, no. Th- <laughs> okay, so it's it's just sound information and good advice. Okay, yeah, I think you made it up. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I might have. Okay, stand by. All right. So right. Samantha Pearson is going to be back on at 7:40. Uh, Politics, sports, entertainment. Yeah, we've got that. It's WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Do not worry, next week Rob Center will be back. So when we resume live interviews on WKOK Sunrise, our fabulous producer will be back and there'll be fewer mistakes and we'll run on schedule. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Samantha to laugh out loud. All right. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay. On the news line with us now, Samantha Pearson, Executive Director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods, uh, Elm Street Manager, Walk-Up, Bike-Up Coordinator, and uh, I always invite her to talk to us at 710 and 740, and I've done so for dozens of times, and she has never spoken to me at 710 or 740, so. That's, that's the little chuckling here. I'm always running yeah. just a little bit behind. Okay, well, let's uh, dig back into this. When we last spoke, we were talking about the outdoor dining opportunities. You described on 6th Street, which uh, to folks like us is right next to Hoofnago Park, and the uh, Bull Run Inn is there. So that's that street is blocked off, and there's a wonderful setup there with uh, tables. It really looks fabulous. Uh, that is there, so describe that a little bit more, and where else do we find good seating in Lewisburg?
1: Sure. So basically, there's some public seating out on South 6th Street, as you've described, between Market Street and uh, White Pine Alley. We have, uh, the borough has obtained uh, some uh, nice uh, octagonal picnic tables. Uh, they're wooden tables from a local supplier, and we've wrapped the tops with um, heavy duty plastic so that they can be cleaned well uh, in between uses. We've provided signage and um, place the tables quite far apart. All of this, and it's it's still a, a thing in process, in progress. Uh, we're still uh, figuring out how it will work for people. Uh, but basically the idea is it's right adjacent to, um, you know, the bull run-in and across the street from Town Tavern, but it's accessible to anyone who comes downtown and wants to uh, use the tables, basically like a, a table, you know, in a park, but with the added advantage that... Our parks in our parks you're not allowed to um, have alcohol, uh, but this site uh, we have expanded our open container ordinance so that people can uh, bring uh, a drink with them from one of our uh, you know places with a liquor license downtown and have that along with whatever meal they're 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 eating out and the idea is just to you know not make it uh uh you know, the curbside pickup makes it really a, a drive-by. You pull up to the curb, get your stuff, and then leave and, you know, eat it at ha- at your house. And we want to make it possible, even though we're still trying to, a lot of people are still not going, you know, inside the restaurants, even though they, they do have 50% capacity available. But, you know, if you're going to, they, they may not have that much space with 50% capacity. A lot of people are still doing takeout. Just making sure you can do your takeout, do that, still on-site in town and then maybe stop at another store or just, you know, enjoy downtown a little bit more uh, than than you would with, with the, the pure curbside. Um, we are hoping to uh, add some umbrellas uh, so that these they're, they're available, you know, through lunch from basically 11 a.m. into the evening. Um, and we're also working on, so all of this is done with the best of intentions, and an eye towards infection control. The tables are far apart. The whole point is to help people distance while they do this. But we also need the help of people outside of that. We need people to be keeping our numbers down in the larger community by wearing masks, by adopting mask wearing as just sort of a general practice so that it doesn't mess things up for, you know, whether it's this initiative, our open air initiative, or other organizations like daycares or gyms that allow people, like restaurants, to go without masks for a while, um, all of those things depend on general mask wearing at other times. Otherwise, you get too much transmission, and suddenly the places where they make exceptions and allow you not to have your mask on stop working. So it's we even if you're not actually, you know, you can't wear a mask while you eat. People love to point that out. Um, <laughs> It's like, yes, you are right. Uh, And so no one is expecting you to wear the mask while you eat, but you are actually, if you look closely at things, you're expected to wear your mask when you come to the restaurant, you're expected to wear a mask, you know, once you're done eating. Um, And it's just, uh, you know, again, not thinking about it as sort of making you look funny or you feel funny or whatever. It's just doing what's right for right now, you know.
0: OK, one of our listeners sends a text that says, you mentioned, you can buy a container with an alcoholic drink at one of the fine local places downtown. Can you bring a bottle of wine from home?
1: So uh, we don't really think of it as BYOB, um, okay. but, uh, you know, there isn't that much. There's, no one's going to be checking. OK, basically, we do have, you know, the police are watching for enforcement in other ways. uh people get too loud, um, you know, if there's, and there, in fact, when we, things were first opening, there were, it didn't seem to be associated with the outdoor dining, but, you know, there were some disturbances outside the town tavern, you know, last Friday and things like that, so, you know, the police are are aware of this initiative and uh, a bit on guard, Um, but, yeah, no one is going to be uh, doing that. We also, we will be keeping an eye on whether it looks like, you know, uh, underage people are are drinking. You know, that is not what this is set up for. This is for, uh, you know, a civilized, you know, uh, grown-up entertainment, essentially.
0: Will this continue when the students come back?
1: Good question. Right now, this is a summer initiative. We're going to see how it goes. There are actually students still in town. So, to be honest, um, that is one of the things I did want to talk about. Um, As soon as we set the tables up, there were you know we had six tables and um, before we'd finished covering the last table with plastic we had people sitting at the other tables and that included you know one person at this table two here three there and then two tables worth of students showed up and it was like 14 people so officially you're allowed to have as many as 10 people at a table but if you think about this and in the context we're in with masking in public and stuff like that What that really means is, like, maybe two households, you know. Um, So it's unlikely those students were all from one household or even two. Uh, Ideally, we want people to still be working on distancing, which means if you're not six feet apart, you should definitely have a mask on. And so even if you have taking your mask off in order to eat, you should be far away from each other, not crowded around a single table. Right. Well, that's just the common
0: sense we're trying to use these days. Uh, so that's at Sixth Street. I think of it as the right now, adjacent to the Bull Run Inn. Uh yep. Are there other? Lo- what's the other location? Describe the Third Street location briefly here.
1: Sure. There's a pocket park directly across from Graham's. It's called the Cherry Alley Pocket Park. Um, it's off of Cherry Alley on the east side of Third Street, and there's four tables in there. In addition to the picnic uh, to the um, the uh, park bench that's always in that site. That, as a park, you should not bring alcohol to, so the uh, alcohol would be restricted to um, the 6th Street uh, seating um, and other places that people have set up along Market Street itself. But uh, you're certainly welcome to do takeout to there, um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's basically for any of the restaurants you know you could you could even if you decide you like that location you could walk there from the other end of town it's not like it's assigned to specific things
0: all right well and grams is open for takeout Uh, well maybe some limited inside too but uh, certainly open for takeout so that would be perfect there get some food from grams and go across the street to the parklet there Uh, let's cover something else here before we're out of time that's the public paddle tell us about that please
1: Sure. So as the borough has, you know, reopened parks, we also got permission, we being Lewisburg neighborhoods, got permission to restart our public paddle program. So we have some loaner kayaks and canoes and along with uh, personal flotation devices and paddles that uh, we can make available to the public. They're not, you know, just uh, willy-nilly freely accessible like the Open Air Initiative tables. Um, there's a little bit more of a bar to getting access, but we are trying to make the river a little bit more accessible to people. We started this last year, and um, it was well-received this year, what with the pool, public pool in Lewisburg being closed and BICs not opening and all sorts of – there's a lot of interest in this. So um, we're glad to be rolling it out again. In order to participate, you would want to contact us. Uh, you know, you can email us at net. Uh, or call our number, just check on lewisburgneighborhood.org to get all that info. Um, and there are three criteria. You have to attend a safety briefing, and we schedule those intermittently and can even schedule them for people if they want. Um, we're actually doing a first one tonight at 7 p.m. at Lewisburg Landing and one on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Um, and uh, the safety briefing is both about water safety and this year also will include COVID-19-related um uh, provisions. And for the briefing, everyone should uh, come with a mask and be prepared to distance during that. So, first, you do the briefing. You will also be asked to sign a waiver. Um, and you will be asked to uh, donate to the organization either two hours of your time uh, or $15. Uh, it's up to you which you would rather do. And so, for example, after our briefings tonight and Tuesday, We actually are going to have green team work sessions, so you'll be able to get in an hour of volunteer time, helping us with tackling uh, invasives and tending to a lot of plants that we've been planting uh, in public parks by the river over the past several years.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, LewisburgNeighborhoods.org, the clearinghouse for all information. Samantha, thank you so much for the information. Always appreciate it. Enjoy your holiday. Get a public paddle in for yourself or... Uh, please uh, take advantage of some of the uh, great accoutrements you're helping to drive in downtown Lewisburg. Thank you very much for the information.
1: Thanks, Mark. Good Uh, to talk.
0: Thank you. Samantha Pearson, Executive Director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods, Elm Street Manager, Walk It, Bike It uh, Coordinator. Uh, All of the information you heard, including the first segment where we talked about the masking and compliance and the Governor's Order and DCED, all of that information is available at WKOK.com.